Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. How's everybody doing today? All right. You know, we're going to continue a series on Miracles Happen, and probably going to go a couple more weeks on that. We're going to look in Luke... Luke chapter 24 and verses 15 through 35 today. <clears throat> and we're going to look at part two on miracles happen that no doesn't always mean no. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Jesus, we know that you are the God of miracles. And Father, we come to you today and may you refresh in our heart and in our mind, uh, Lord, that you are still doing miracles today. Lord, you do them in our life. You do them as we pray. You do them for other people. And may we recognize and know that they come from you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, you know, with all the bad things happening in the world today, you know how I try and encourage and so forth when we look at God's word. I, I heard a couple things I wanted to share with you that that uh, this week, I don't know if you heard this or not, but he said they did a survey, not a survey, but an in-depth study of 4,000 people in Sweden. And of the 4,000 people in Sweden, and they did an extensive survey and scientific study that actually eating ice cream is good for your heart. True, true. You got to look it up. So I know as you leave here today, uh, tonight, that you'll be consuming more than you usually do. But they actually, oh, where do we go? We go from bad to it's this good, this is not good. But they actually, yeah, they did an extensive study that actually eating ice cream and any dairy product now is actually good for your heart. Uh, that, that is a miracle. So anyways, but... And the other thing I want to share with you today, to know that in this craziness that we're living in, and whether you're here, whether you're watching, that, that we have hope. And I, I, I want to give you another uh, encouragement uh, as far as you can look to and kind of just put this in your pocket, that if you didn't realize this this week, because it wasn't very thrown out there on the news, that Congress overwhelmingly passed... Uh, a bill that would not loan but give Israel a uh, billion dollars for their military aid. And so what does that say to us? And then all it has to do, they say it's, it's going to pass the Senate and then the president said we'll sign it. So what does that say? Genesis 12, Genesis 15. If we look to Israel and any nation that blesses Israel will be blessed. So I just want you to hold in there and all the bad things that we see, everything that's going on. I just felt that that was like the Lord gave us some more time. I really have to believe that because he says that he will bless those that bless his nation. And here we chose to do that and not just by a little bit, by an overwhelming majority in Congress. I, I think there's only a few people that even voted against it. So anyway, so those are, those are some really, really great things. Uh, I don't know about the ice cream, but the, this thing is just really great. 
to, to hold on to and to know that all the news that kind of pulls you down, know that, man, God is still, Jesus is still working. And I want you to know that, that he still is performing miracles today. And miracles do happen. We pick this story up to where it's the third day after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Everything is talk, everyone is talking about this in Jerusalem, also in the out, outer areas of Jerusalem, all the cities that are close to there. Because they were waiting to see what was going to happen because he was such a great prophet. They know right before his death that he was able to bring Lazarus from the dead. They know all the teachings, the thousands of people hurting, all the miracles. It said in the book of John that if, if there were written down in all the books, all the books in the world could not contain all the things that Jesus said and all the miracles that he performed. That's what it tells us in the book of John. Well, as we pick up here, let's bring a little bit of background to this. There's two men that are walking on the road. They have left Jerusalem now. It's the third day after Jesus has died on the cross. They're talking about it. They're on their way back from what we understand probably to where they lived, seven miles from Jerusalem. And, and they were walking on this road, and they were talking about all the things that had happened. Now, remember, what are some of the things that, that took place? Well, people were talking about the temple and how, how this great curtain that was in the temple, it was so thick that it was torn from top to bottom, completely torn and laid down. There was an earthquake that took place. There was also complete darkness <clears throat> in the middle of the day. All these things took place. All these things happened. And, of course, Jesus was buried. So they're walking and they're thinking about all these things. They were followers of Jesus. <clears throat> and to pick up the story in Luke chapter 24, and I'm going to start with verse 15. We'll just read a couple of verses and then talk about this. So it was why they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. It's interesting. You know, there's some things in your life and in my life that <clears throat> God is working. Bible tells us in the Job that there were some things that happened to Job and with Job. And during that time, he couldn't see or he couldn't understand. They were covered at that time. God, Jesus is still working in your life right now. And for some reason, he has it covered to where you can't see everything that he's doing. I don't know why that is, but I know there's a reason for it. And know that he's still working. He's still going to perform that miracle. He's still going to do it in your life. But for some reason, you can't see the whole picture. I don't know why that is. Same thing that happened here. God's giving us this example. For some reason... He made it to where they couldn't see who he was. And he said to them, this is what Jesus said, what kind of conversation is that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Jesus asked them a very pointed question. Why are you sad? He wanted to see what they were going to say about what had just taken place with himself in Jerusalem. And as we see this, he continues, then the one whom name was Cleophas answered and said to him, are you 
A stranger in Jerusalem, have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests, our rulers, delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping... They were sad, past tense. They, they, they were. I think it's over. They think it's over. But I want you to know today in your life, it's not over. I want you to know today, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, that no doesn't always mean no. God is still working. And the importance of all of you here today, whether you're watching or you're here, the blessing that you have is that you are in a spiritual dimension right now. Whether Ben led us in worship today or, or, and we, we sing and give praises to God or whether we open the word up, God does something supernatural that we can't explain. What he wants you to know today that he's doing something, even though you can't see it, that God is working in a powerful way in your life. Unbelievers don't have that in this world. You and I, we were hoping. That's what it said. Well, we heard from what he told his disciples that on the third day that he was going to rise from the grave, but it's been three days. And we were hoping, we're sad now because it's it's not going to happen. How many times do we miss out on a victory because we were hoping and it didn't turn out the way that we thought temporarily, so we gave up? You know, they were interviewing, I think Shaq played basketball for many, many years in the NBA. They were interviewing him about Michael Jordan. I think he relates his story. Michael Jordan, for what we know, I think it was six NBA championships he won. He played, I think, Brent was telling me, I think he played 15 years in the NBA. And they were talking to him about all the championships that he won, and and he's looked to, I believe, that he is the greatest basketball player of all time. We'll argue with that if you want to. But anyways, um, but he's looked is one of the greatest athletes ever, the greatest basketball player probably ever. And, but he relates to Shaq, or Shaq relates a story when he's talking to him, and he says, you know what people forget about me? And Shaq said, what? He said, all the years I played in the NBA, I missed 19,000 baskets. 19,000 baskets I shot 19,000 times and it didn't go in. Think about that. But he's still the greatest basketball player ever because he kept practicing. He kept studying game films. He continued to do whatever he could do in the weight room. And he didn't take losing like maybe we look at it sometimes. It was just... Another means to an end to where he could get better. Why don't we look at it in our life as a believer that even though things don't happen the way that we think they're going to, we are still more than conquerors in Christ. He's already won the victory. 
We've won. Whatever, whatever miracle that you need right now, <clears throat> I believe will happen if you just don't quit. We were hoping. We were hoping, but they were sad, so past since they were hoping, but it's, it's, it's over. I want you to know with Jesus that you live in this spiritual world that we're reminded of today that Jesus works in such a way in your life and in my life that this world knows nothing about. And he can do things in your life in a million different ways that if you thought about it this whole next year, he'll come through in a way that you can't even imagine. Just don't take the loss as a loss. Know that God is still working. Continues. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Again, just what we had talked about. He, the word was out that he would, write, he would be risen from the grave. And yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they'd also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. You know what's so amazing what the Lord does in our life? If we're willing to really see and look. You know, just like Moses in the Old Testament <clears throat> in the burning bush. We all, if you went to Sunday school, you know Moses in the burning bush and how the Lord spoke to him and he was going to go back and he was going to do great things with the children of Israel. But it says as Moses was in the, as he was out in the wilderness, he walked by the burning bush. He had to turn around and then he saw it burning. What the Lord is telling us through this or that illustration that is true is that don't miss what God tells you in his word every day. Because you might not have the complete answer today in your devotions or tomorrow or a circumstance you see, but Jesus gives you enough to keep you going. Let me say that again. Jesus gives you enough of whatever you need till that miracle happens to keep you and to keep me going to say, you know what? I'm right here, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to get there. Continues. That he was alive and certain those who went with us to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But him, meaning Jesus, they didn't see. Then he said to them, oh, Jesus is now speaking. Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Didn't you remember what he said in his teachings? We have to remember what Jesus is telling us in his word through our devotions every day and even on Sunday that he's telling you something that is supernatural, that is unique just for you that you need for that day to keep you going in that difficult time that you're in until the miracle happens. He wants you to know that. Go back to his word and his word the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. What, what does that mean? That means that we have to have a childlike trust, a childlike faith that our faith is a catalyst 
to the miracle taking place. Your faith and my faith has said, I'm going to keep going no matter what it looks like, no matter how many baskets that I miss, I know that Jesus has already won this. The joy of the Lord. I want you to be rejoice even in all the things that we've seen take place in the last couple of years. A childlike faith. Do you know a child, a four-year-old child, laughs up to 40 times a day? Do you know the average adult that's 40 years old laughs no more than twice a day? Catch yourself this week. Number that. And I might ask you again next Sunday. So think about that. Why is that? The joy. They know as a child that they look to you as a parent that I don't have to worry about anything because you got it handled. I can just love, enjoy life and eat and sleep and play and do whatever, and it's great. God is in control of your life. Continues, and he continues in this Way and he says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. They drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him and saying, Abide with us, uh, for it's towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. It came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Miracles happen in the breaking of our life. Jesus is with us. And isn't it amazing how you really seem show up when something breaks in your life? In the breaking of the bread. They saw who Jesus was and still is today. In your life, Jesus is always there. We know that. We get busy with her every day. But when something hurts and really happens, and we can really see him, he reveals himself to us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That's what he told us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. See, because you need that miracle and you feel like sometimes you just can't keep going. But I want you to know today that no doesn't always mean no. Jesus was just reminding them, hey, didn't Jesus, it, well, it, it, it started with Moses and continued all the way through Jesus' teaching, which they knew of, then it's a given it's going to happen, and that's what he was relating to them. It's a given to you that what you need is going to happen. Just trust, just believe, just know without a doubt that he's coming through. Let's look at a couple more verses, and we'll close today. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? So what did they do? So they rose up early that very hour, returned to Jerusalem, found the 11 and those who were with them gathered together. In other words, the disciples saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. 
And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. You know what's amazing? We don't talk about it enough. How would you feel if you left here today and you, before it got dark tonight, you would, you would have to walk seven miles? I, I don't know if I could walk 50 yards, but seven miles, okay? And it says, when Jesus broke the bread, our hearts burned within us. Something supernatural took place that they were so on fire within their spirit that they couldn't contain themselves. They left dinner and they walked all the way back to Jerusalem. They had supernatural strength. See, that's where the Bible says that those that wait upon the Lord, that's our trust. And we know many of that verse of Noah shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's supernatural what, what, what the Lord is telling us. God does something in your life just for you that you and I, I know nothing about. God does something for me that you know nothing about that will so come back in your life and so re-energize you that you will be able to go to the next step. Or the next mile. Because you know and you heard something that only was just for you to know that, hey, it's not only going to be all right, but I'm going to come through for you in a great way. That's the hope that we have. Let's close today with one more verse. In John chapter 14, Jesus was still living in this world and... He was telling his disciples about the Holy Spirit, and he said this, and this is why we always pray the way that we do in John chapter 16, verses 22 through 24. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again. They were, knew that he told them he was going to leave, and they're like, what are we going to do, Lord, without you? And he said, your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. In other words, what's he saying? Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing. Why? Because Jesus was with them in my name. Ask and you will receive, that, there it is again, that your joy may be full. Ask and you receive that your joy may be full. The circumstance was that Jesus had died. Their hope was gone. And uh, they were ready to give up. But with Jesus, when supernatural things take place because of him, no doesn't always mean no. I want you to know that today. Because we have hope in a risen Savior and when you get to your lowest point and you think that you can't go on, remember, God is the God of miracles. Let me read another verse to you in 1 Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. In other words, we live again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We live with a living hope 
through his resurrection power, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, and that miracle that you need will happen. He's just going to take you on this journey. And on that journey, you and I are going to have to have faith or it's not going to happen. And we're going to have to trust him like a child. And if we're willing to do that, he's going to come through right when we need it. You know, once a year when we have our, our, our church celebrates the anniversary of our church, I always share this, but I want to share this with you today, and I won't go into detail, but, you know, my dad had died, and not much longer, a year or so after that, I'm looking back, I think maybe it was a little bit longer, and then, and then my mom was dying, and then, and then I was going through all the mess that I was going through and everything that had taken place in my life in, uh, eight years, nine years ago, and... Um, I was just ready to give up and living in an apartment and, and I, so I went and I knew I was behind on, on my rent and um, everything was happening and so I talked to the landlord and they said, to, oh, oh, you're, uh, yeah, yeah, you're under eviction notice and I was like, oh, gee, just one more thing and uh, I said, <laughs> it's, uh, it's over. I don't know why God worked the way he did, but he did. Because it was time for the Lord to call my mom home. But that same day, that same day, the doctor called and said, we're going to have to put your mom in hospice care. So I called my brother up. I said, hey, uh, hey Chuck, we're going to have to put mom in and which he, he already knew, and I, we were just talking about put mom in hospice care. And I said, oh, by the way, uh, I'm under eviction notice. And, you know, I just, everything was just gone. I had nothing left. And uh, he said, hey, he says, uh, just move into mom's place till we get it all figured out. How can I explain that? I mean, all the years it took place, everything that had to happen, you know, not a month here, not a month there, not a year before, not a year after, the same day. God did a miracle. My faith wasn't great at that time. The Bible says if we have just enough faith, even just as a mustard seed, Jesus will still come through. I want you to know today, you might just be barely holding on. God's timing is perfect. He's going to come through. And it just seemed ever after that I, I was able to hold on to that, to know just at the same time the Lord was getting ready to take my mom home, he opened a place up. I went back not too much longer and was able to pay the back rent up after I'd left. And she looked at me, the landlord, and said, I, I think you're going to be able to do this. <laughs> that's Jesus the world says I don't think you're going to be able to do this but I want you to know today with Jesus in your life the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ his death, his resurrection that ripped the curtain down that thick curtain in the holiest of holies where we can go 
boldly into the throne of grace any time that we need to, and he's willing to listen. And even when we can't talk, he says he's willing to hear the groanings of our heart. Jesus is with you today. You're going to miss a lot of shots in life. You're not going to make it. But keep going. And our God who rose Jesus Christ from the grave will take that resurrection power and instill it in your life. And it might not be the miracle that you want right at that time, but it's going to happen. And he shows you along the way. He gives you enough power to turn back around and walk seven miles again to your destination because your heart is burning and is on fire for Jesus because he did something that only he could do that no one else can do because of who he is. He is our Lord and Savior who died on the cross for all of our sins, who rose from the grave, and we live and we tap in to that resurrection power that even though we think we're losing, he comes through exactly, exactly at the second that we need him. That's who Jesus is. No doesn't always mean no. The miracle is he will do something in your life and my life if we just hold on, just keep going. Jesus, we come to you today. Father, we thank you for the uniqueness of church. Thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that when your word is spoken, there is something that we can't explain that it ignites through your spirit in us that you've given us that, that Holy Spirit, that you, that's you in our life. Lord, if there's someone watching, someone here, may they know that as you tell us in your word, Jesus in Romans, that if someone's willing to pray, Lord, right now, Jesus said, I, I believe who you are, that you are God's son, that you lived a perfect life, and that you died on the cross for all of my sins. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me through the power of your Holy Spirit. Forgive me, Jesus, of all of my sins. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you that we have hope through you. Lord, if there's someone even here today that needs to make a public profession and pray, and I can pray with them and say that prayer out loud. Father, we thank you that, that you are the God of miracles. And forever needed this message today, Lord, that no doesn't always mean no. Lord, may we not give up. May we know you're going to come through. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. 
You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.